So the Apostle Paul here in this passage in 1 Thessalonians, he says, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold to the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or by epistle. So whether I was with you or I wrote you a letter, Paul says, I want you to stand firm in those exhortations, stand firm in those traditions that you were taught. And this is one of the uh, repeated exhortations of Paul in a number of his letters in the New Testament. For example, in the end of 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, because we know that we have the victory, we have this hope of being victorious in Christ Jesus, he says, therefore, my beloved brethren, stand fast. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So there's that exhortation there to be steadfast, be immovable in the Lord. He gives it again in his letter to the Philippians. We see in Philippians 1.27, he says, Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel, so that whether I come to you or I am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit and of one mind and are striving together for the faith of the gospel. And then he says it again in the same letter as he's wrapping up that letter. He says in chapter 4, verse 1, Therefore, my beloved and longed for brethren, my joy and my crown, stand fast in the Lord. And this word, it means to persevere. It means to endure or to persist. It means to maintain your footing. When, when everything's coming against you, to maintain your footing. And I, I think maybe one of the greatest examples of someone who was steadfast and immovable, who was always abounding in the work of the Lord, who maintained their footing when all kinds of things came against them, is Joseph in the Old Testament book of Genesis. His story takes up a large section of the, the last half of the book of Genesis. And there in that passage, we see that Joseph endured the hatred of his brother. He persevered through their attempt or their plan to murder him. And then he persevered when they sold him into slavery. And then he persevered as a slave when he was in Egypt. And then he persevered when his master's wife accused him of rape. She falsely accused him of rape. And then he endured that false accusation and was thrown in prison and endured being in prison for many years before finally he was raised up from the situation that he was in. And he continued to persevere and he continued to endure, largely due to the fact that he had hope in God and he trusted that God was working even in the midst of the things that he was going through. Another example of perseverance and endurance in the Bible is the story of Job. In fact, uh, one New Testament author, he even writes about him. James writes about him. And he see it, says in James chapter 5, Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job, and you have seen the end intended by the Lord. So Job persevered through all kinds of difficult things. And so you have to ask the question, where does this perseverance and endurance that we're called to have, where does it come from? Well, I believe it's a work of the Spirit of God in our lives because one of the evidences of the Spirit of God working in our lives, um, or what is sometimes referred to as the fruit of the Spirit, described in the New Testament book of Galatians chapter 5, it says that one of the evidences of a God's Spirit working in your life and in my life is long-suffering. 
or patience, endurance. So it's definitely God working in us. But how does God work in us and in what way does God work in us to produce this endurance or this steadfastness in the midst of challenges? Well, unfortunately, not only does it involve the working of God's Spirit, but I say unfortunately because it also involves challenging, difficult circumstances. It involves trials and tribulations in our lives. So God working in us internally as we're going through external challenges and trials. Romans chapter 5 talks about this where it says that tribulations produce perseverance. Now, tribulations don't always produce perseverance. They can produce uh, frustration. They can produce irritability. They can produce anger. It can produce all kinds of negative effects in our lives. But if the Spirit of God is working in us as we're seeking God and setting our minds on things above, then God's Spirit can work internally in us and through us as we're being buffeted externally by tribulations. Tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, says Romans chapter 5. So perseverance is a working of God's Spirit in our lives as we're being buffeted by tribulations and difficulties, but it is so essential, I think, Jesus teaches something about this in the Sermon on the Mount. He says that we need to build our lives, build the house of our lives on the rock so that when the wind and the waves and the floods of this broken, sinful, fallen world come against us, we will not be moved. And what is the rock that we are to build upon? Well, the rock, the bedrock, the foundation, it is Jesus. It is his word. His word in our lives is so essential if we're going to be able to stand fast and be immovable in the challenges that we'll go through. And every single one of us are going to go through challenges. Some of you right now are going through challenges. All of us are experiencing a corporate challenge through the things that are going on in the world with coronavirus and the shutdowns. And then you add to that all the just chaos in our nation due to the race issues and law enforcement issues and politics. And now, most recently, one of the Supreme Court justices, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, passed away this last week. And as a result of that, now we're thrust into even more amplified chaos as we get closer to the election. This is just a crazy time. And we're being buffeted by all kinds of different things that are beyond those things that where it becomes personal to you that you're homeschooling your kids now and you weren't planning on that or you're now not getting the commissions that you once did because work has slowed down or you've been furloughed from work or maybe you're on disability. There's so many different things. But in the midst of that, if you continue to base your life on the word of God and if you are not resisting the working of God's Spirit in your life, then He is able to produce long-suffering, patience, endurance to make it possible for us to stand fast in the Lord. And knowing all these things, I think it's part of the reason why, again, James, who in the New Testament wrote about the perseverance of Job, he wrote at the beginning of that small letter, James chapter 1, he says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. That's a hard one. He says, you can count it all joy when you fall into various trials because you can know that God is going to work through those. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, endurance, 
the basis for being steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And let your patience, let patience have its perfect work in you, that you'll be complete and mature and perfect, lacking nothing. So may it be today and this week that we would be building the house of our lives more upon the foundation, the bedrock of Christ and his word, and that we would be asking God by his spirit to work in us with his patience so that we can be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. That's certainly my prayer for you. My prayer for you today is uh, we have some coffee time. I'll see you next time.